0: Best Birthday Present, Amber's Story 2 p.m. tomorrow at Heathrow Terminal 2 I was utterly amazed and delighted to read this. I glanced at the time on my mobile phone. It was 7.15 p.m. My beloved Tom will be home in less than 24 hours. Then it struck me. This was the fastest time I have known Tom to have taken action. In the three and a half years I have known him, he always takes the time to assess and evaluate the merits, disadvantages, and costs of any big decision. We were on the phone just three hours earlier. The president of Kenya had announced that travelers from countries with the virus would be restricted from entering Kenya soon and that working from home would be encouraged. I would not be able to go and visit Tom in three weeks' time. To celebrate his 60th birthday in Nairobi. Could Tom work from home in London as opposed to Nairobi? We ended the call with Tom saying he would call the airline the next morning about changing his flight. I had resigned myself to be patient till the next morning. So that text message was a wonderful surprise. I could hardly sleep that night, feeling so happy that Tom was returning. I had missed him incredibly after he had accepted the job offer in Nairobi. We comforted ourselves that one year would pass quickly. The saying, absence makes a heart fonder, had been so true for me, especially with Tom being my second chance at finding love in my life. I met Tom in the year I turned 50. I had been on my own for four years and felt rather alone. A dear friend became my dating guru, giving me some helpful tips. Do not chat online too long. Phone and meet them soon. Do not date more than three times. It is a numbers game. Meet as many as you can. With that advice in hand, I checked out my competitors by looking up other women's profiles and pictures before writing my own online dating profile. I was late to our first date. I had been telling my dating guru all about the previous boozy date at which I was kept busy betting off wandering hands and lips. As I rushed into the pub and set my eyes on Tom, I was immediately captivated. He was a lot more handsome in person, with an incredible smile which lit up his warm eyes. What can I get you to drink? He has a smooth, soothing voice. I would love a cup of tea. I was still feeling a little hungover. But please do go ahead and have a beer or red wine. I recall reading on his profile that he liked his red wine. Tom came back to the table with two pots of tea. I was smitten by the end of the first date. Tom went away for a couple of months working abroad, and we did not get to our second date until much later. In the meantime, I followed my dating guru's advice and met many other people, but none of them matched up to Tom. By the end of the third date with Tom, I knew I would like to continue. Two months later, it was time to shut down my online dating profiles. I was so happy Tom would be home for his 60th birthday. I organized a Zoom video birthday party for him later that afternoon, with the family calling in from all over the country and abroad. Buntings, balloons and a carrot cake were purchased and ready. As it was a Monday, we went on our usual workday routine, with Tom heading off to his study, and I settled down at my desk in the lounge. So Amber... I turned around and gasped at Tom, who looked impeccable in his tuxedo. I want you to be my birthday present now and always. Will you marry me? He got on one knee and presented a gorgeous diamond ring in its box. What else could I say? Of course! This is the reason why I had to rush back to be here on my birthday.
1: Best Birthday Present Tom's Story Midlife crisis can be tough, especially if you never grew up. I arrived in northeast England in freezing mid-January 2010 off a plane from Africa with two suitcases and fairly penniless. I was there to stay with my parents and decide whether to get divorced. Luckily, financial survival is usually a good motivator and a tough teacher, especially when there are dependents. By the end of January... I was in London working as a van driver and box packer. I then picked up more work and by May I'd rented a flat for my two children to visit. In the longer term, I did not get enough work to make a living and pay London rent. Overseas experience is not highly rated here, so I looked for consulting work abroad. I was keen to do better in future relationships. First, I had to enjoy living with myself so I saw a counsellor every week while unpicking the lingering effects of boarding school and other trauma. My 50th birthday was spent alone by choice, walking Hadrian's Wall for the buffeting wind and steep hills. Needing to work meant staying healthy and, for the first time, learning to get enough sleep. Bermondsey has the wonderful London City Runners Club, who soon became family, the Tenants' Association for Our Housing estate provided a community for me as we established gardens and organised barbecues. How can you feel down when it's your turn to help with visiting alpacas? I met inspiring people through volunteering for robes Winter Shelters for the Homeless, run by the South London churches. I stayed out of dating for six years, but then turned to the internet to find people closer to my age. My dating etiquette was Start with a cup of tea, somewhere neutral. Amber is so confident, and after three dates, she was ready to take each day as it came, but I soon found I loved her company, and we spent more and more time at each other's flats. Although we're from very different backgrounds, we both face similar challenges, and we tackle them together well. I realised she is the one when she joined me on a hiking trip, up Snowdon in October 2016. Climbing the mountain revealed her pure determination as she kept walking upwards through rain and mist. The summit rewarded us with bright sunlight above a shining eider-down of clouds in every direction, and we took blissful photos. Amber had claimed to love mountains, but later revealed she'd bought hiking boots for the first time and had then gone with a friend to stomp muddy puddles in advance so the boots would not look new. After that weekend, it was introductions to our children and then our families. After three years of happy dating, we both realised we wanted to be together for the rest of our lives. I was happy that Amber was very supportive when I got an offer of a dream job helping with capital markets development even though it meant being based in Kenya for a year from August 2019. We talked on the phone every day, but I still missed her terribly. With my 60th birthday falling in April 2020, Amber agreed to come and visit. By mid-March, I was getting advice on the best of the lovely restaurants in Nairobi to propose marriage, as I aimed to take advantage of extra birthday leverage. Then President Kenyatta announced, No more flights would be allowed after 48 hours from countries with confirmed case of disease and people should work from home if possible. If Amber could not come to me, I needed to go to her. I soon realised I must call the airline fast as flights would fill up. I chose to spend the lockdown with Amber who'd also switched to working from home. I briefed my grown-up children that I planned to propose on my birthday. They asked, what took you so long? I found a local jeweller who sent me photos. The proposal venue had switched to her dining room, so I chose to get cleaned up and put on a tuxedo, while Amber's 14-year-old son agreed to wake up especially early and loiter on the sofa with a phone to take the video. I was so nervous at making the proposal, I could hardly get the words out. Luckily, the ring got the message across, and once Amber got over her surprise, she said, Yes. One of the neighbours kindly commented, It's amazing what a few weeks of incarceration will do to an otherwise sensible woman.